the Hope FM Breakfast Show, brought to you by Creative Dental Clinic Budapest. Get the dental health you and your mouth deserve. Visit creativedental.eu. That's creative, starting with a K and ending with a V, dentalclinic.eu. Now, there's two very important dates you should put in your diary, and they are September the 20th, 23rd and September the 24th. And also, if you haven't already, had a chance to go and view a, a fantastic new facility, new building that Lansdowne Church have right in the centre of, of Bournemouth. Now, I'm very pleased that my very special guest now is Gaynor Brown. Uh, I think I've had, had your hubby in that chair, but yes, not, not you, Gaynor. Uh, you've been avoiding me, haven't you? <laughs> Let me start by asking you, how, how did you come to faith? I know you've been a Christian for a long time and you've seen many challenges, but how did it all begin? for you it, it was strange that I think um, both Pete and I went through a difficult journey um, and years and years and years ago we both of us all of a sudden started thinking we wanted to go to church we we're both non-christian um, from non-christian families so it came out of nowhere did it out of nowhere yeah well that's what you'd say but I, I, um, we know who, who I know I mean and if I'm really honest right back from when I was 16 I had this urge to just go to the school CU and, and I went along, and I was quite uh, very into science, very into evolution. And from 16 till, well, it was 10 years my journey before I became a Christian. Um, and I think God helped me there. And it was God sort of telling me, you need to go to church when we weren't married. Um, I met Pete, and, and then really I kept going. It was a drip, drip, drip effect. I think it was, I think Nicky Gumbel used that example, didn't he, once when um, about a train going on a journey and at night time when you go through one country into another country and you only you wake up in the morning you realize you've landed in the other country and I remember it was over years I'd seen Pete um, being converted and I was quite no I can't do this um, I don't agree with this part of the Bible I don't agree with this part of the Bible I wanted to dot every I cross every, every T. T yeah I wanted to know everything and explain everything and I remember sitting um, at Lansdowne Church um, when Steve Brady was preaching one Sunday evening and he said something I said well actually yes I do believe that Jesus is the son of God I do believe he died on the cross and I do believe he died for me and it's only through him and I mean he took all my, that sin all my sin all my wrongdoings on that cross and I believe all that where did the crunch come then the crunch came it was just all of a sudden it was just it's, I thought I do believe that. I don't have to dot everything. So it was just a realisation? It was a realisation, and over the years that I actually... And I actually don't know when I became a Christian. It was just that realisation, actually, I am a Christian. It was like waking up in a different country, and I travelled, I don't know when I crossed that border. It was in the night, but I don't know actually when I did it. But it was a realisation, and yeah, from then on. But a lot of people don't. They they read about Paul. We were talking about Paul earlier Mm. on, and of course he had this very dramatic experience. But of course for other people, it's like a, a steady growing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. and it sounds as if it was like that for you I know and I think sometimes some people think when they've been Christians a long time I didn't have this complete transformation and they sometimes feel because it wasn't dramatic they're not Christians and sometimes it's, it is a drip 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 effect um, and it was all of a sudden realising actually yes as long as we believe that Jesus came for us and he died for us he loves us and he cares for us and he wants us to follow him um, really that's where we're at. And also, I suppose that, I mean, obviously you had a scientific brain, you were mm. questioning things. Some people think, oh, that's, we shouldn't be doing that. 
Lord God Almighty, but actually it's very important to do that, isn't it? It's very important actually to know why you believe what you believe. Yes, and I think I still um, struggle parts of the Bible. I think we all do, if we're, yes, if we're completely yeah, honest. Yeah. But I think that, and that's one of the reasons I sort of, um, we run the Christianity Explored course at, at Lansdowne, and I've been doing it for, for too long now, so heading up. seeing other people come to know Jesus is one of your passions. Oh, absolutely. Or just pointing them. I think everything we do in life, we need to point people to Jesus. We're signposts. God calls us times. Some of us are um, evangelists, some of us uh, can speak, some of us can to, can teach, but all of us can give a smile. Absolutely. Where would you put yourself in, in all of that? Well, are you an evangelist? Are you are you an encourager? Are you a good cook? Oh, gosh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a jack of all trades. Um, I'm not an evangelist. I mean, I'm a signpost. I'm a signposter. I'm, I'm an encourager and try and um, just get teams together to go out and do things. Um do you find that when you, because often no doubt you've met all sorts of people coming, you know, whether it be in the church or on the street or just in in the normal humdrum of life. Yeah. But isn't it encouraging how God gives you the words to say, gives you the insight of pretty much all that you need when you need it? God just gives you the words you need to use for that person. Even on the radio? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm praying that. No, I always sort of say that God-given opportunities. Um, and that's we can't force the issue um, and it's amazing how God puts people in your paths who you can have empathy with that mm. you can speak into and that you can share your life it's all about sharing um, you listen we've got two years we listen we listen to where they're at and, and then we speak but you must have been encouraged because obviously you've got a few years under your belt now and lots mm-hmm. and lots of experience uh, and no doubt a million and one stories that you can tell. But I mean, and this is putting you on the spot a little bit, but can you think or could you tell us, and you don't have to share names or anything like that, but was there something or a person uh, whose journey uh, you were part of, if you like, that really encouraged you and maybe blew your mind a little bit? I'm just trying to think. Am I... What amazes me, it's sometimes those who you don't expect to become Christians. Mm-hmm. Is and, and I'm also, the one thing I'm staggered by is the greatest evangelists are often non-Christians. I mean, I've seen so many people bring people to Christianity Explored or we did Alpha or whatever, evangelistic course. Yeah. They bring their friends because they know they need Jesus. But they don't know Jesus yet themselves. Mm. And that blows my mind. Why do you think that is? They want to. Mm. They want to know Jesus. Um, years ago, we were running a CU uh, Avonbourne school. We were helping run, and I remember we had the most amazing CU because the majority weren't Christians. And I remember a girl saying to us, um, and I won't go into this because I remember a girl just saying to us, I wish I was like you lot. There was a desire. They they wanted in their hearts. Um I wish I could go and enjoy my bank holidays, doing what you do, not doing what she did. And I won't say what she was doing, but mm. she recognised there was no good for her. She couldn't stop. She may have done now. I don't know. This is going back sort of 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what keeps me going. It's those little people, and all of a sudden you think, 
wow, they've become a Christian. But also, I suppose, it's the fact that you're like a, a co-worker, a fellow worker with God himself. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I think people find it quite difficult to know or even understand God's immense love for them. Because very often they will disqualify themselves by saying, well, God God really wouldn't really love me because, you know, and if you really knew what I was yeah. like, you wouldn't really like me either. Have, have you found that in people? Absolutely. And also for those who have never received love themselves, mm. how do you explain God's love to them? And, of course, there's a lot of dysfunctional families, <coughs> isn't there? Yeah, dysfunctional families. Some of them have had no fathers. Some of them have never experienced any love. In fact, they've experienced the opposite. Yeah. Um and how could we? And this trust. How can we trust someone? No, every person they've put their trust in has let them down. And how do we say, actually, God will never let you down? He will hold on to your hand. Well, how do you say it again, Or I mean, you've met lots of people like that. How do you say it? If I had come to you and said, God doesn't, couldn't possibly love me because of all the things. By the way, every single believer is a sinner. We want we are mm-hmm. fall short of God's standards, but anyway, Gaynor, somebody said that to you. I'm not good enough, uh, you know, and God wouldn't love me. What would you say? I don't say none of us are good enough. Absolutely, none of us are good enough. And I, I don't like it, the analogies, but you I mean I've done that line of where where are you on the the ladder to heaven? I mean, even Mother Teresa. You know I mean, the, sort of, and you name all these good people all these charity workers and you go right down to the bottom to somebody who's a murderer. I mean, where would you put yourself? But actually, we all fall short. Mm. None of us are good enough. Well, that's Phil Wickham there and uh, Living Hope. My very special guest today is Gaynor Brown and she's going to be, well, we've been talking about all things faith. She's been talking about her faith, but you have been beavering away with your little group to do, uh, well, I think it's going to be a fantastic weekend, uh, September the uh, 23rd, 24th. Uh, Well, first of all, why are you doing this event? Why are we doing it? Um, Well, it coincides with when there'll be a lot of new students coming in. So Lansdowne, the area, Bournemouth will change. Um, the community at that area will change. Um, but also we just want to give opportunities for people to bring friends along, families along or colleagues or people who aren't friends to come and listen to something that they might find interesting. But has actually got weaved in the story of hope because I think that's really important but some people are reluctant just to come to a church service yes. but so anybody who's feeling a bit down or if you need a bit of a shot in the army but need a bit, a bit of encouragement this is these are two events that actually come I tell you what something else if you know anybody who actually you know is a wee bit down well even better you can bring them you know have a bit of a, a day out you know have have lunch have you know have a bit of a walk around they're evening events aren't they they're both evening events yes um and they're very different um so I, uh, Saturday we've got um chap called Steve Legg, who was originally from Bournemouth. Yeah, and actually he, he's a bit of a magician, isn't he? He's one of these fellows who keeps putting himself in a straight jacket, doesn't he? Yes, he, I mean, his, his show is entitled Tricks and Laughs. <laughs> yes. Um, so that says it all. So, I mean, yes, absolutely, if you're, you're feeling a bit, ooh, or you want a bit of a laughter, which is clean fun, um, and you're not frightened of 
you can it's it's is family focused so it's from anybody aged well i'd say eight to 108 um yeah. Yeah. it's based on that he's, he's a mischievous chap isn't he he is, is. i i don't think i've ever seen him one of the um one of our friends who's on the committee knows him quite well um duncan and he sort of is good friends with him um, and he is a friend. I mean, he's worked with loads of famous people, um, been on TV, um, been on the radio, um, and his show should appeal to everyone. Yeah, and of course, for people who don't know, Steve is, hasn't been a well man. Uh, he's been, uh, you know, he's been suffering quite a lot himself. But actually, uh, I've saw a little bit of following him on the on the internet, and of course, Ian, you know him as well, uh, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. Sorry, I was interrupting. <laughs> Stop eating that banana. You should be leaving that for later. I know. I've been trying to catch up on the, all the many emails that have come yeah. through today. Uh, yeah, Steve Legg actually did this really interesting thing because when I was at Premier Radio, we did an event called Praises in the Park, which was Legoland. We put through Legoland's gates the next biggest audience that they've ever had. And Steve Legg Gosh. was featured. And he climbed up this little obelisk right in the middle of the lake and things and literally uh, sort of hung from that in a straitjacket upside down and got out of it. So all of you who would like to hang upside down <laughs> in a straitjacket, then Steve is the man who can show your heart's done. Yeah, I'm just not quite sure whether I've got everybody being really worried now that that's what we're going to do at Lansdowne no, and no, where no. we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the site manager's thinking, ah, oh, what are we going to do? But yeah. What you're going to do is, ha is just give him space and actually he will put a smile on your face. And actually in his, in his performance, you'll find a man who even though he's struggling himself, he doesn't make a big thing of that. He's very self-effacing. But if you want to be encouraged and how you can still have a smile on your face, even through pain, even facing death itself, then that is one evening that you shouldn't miss. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's... I mean, we put it on so families can come. Is it, but is, is it free? Do you just turn it's up? It's not. No, it's um, you can turn up and buy tickets. It's five pound per person or fifteen pound for a family, whatever size family you are. Um, and but that also includes complimentary hot dog Ooh, ice cream. Um, so we try to create more of a theatre style rather than yeah. um, Victoria sponge and coffee and tea. Um, so we're going to have. Um, refreshments you can have sort of soft drinks to start off with um and there'll be hot dogs and ice cream and cold drinks and during the interval can people book on the church website they can book on the church website um so lansdownechurch.uk slash tricks and laughs um hopefully it'll be on the front page as well or they can phone the church email the church um and yeah book their tickets online um, and then show the tickets they come in, just like you would down at the BIC or the pavilion. Um, yeah, or just turn up and pay on the night. So that, that's on the 23rd. Now, on the 24th, you've got a guy returning to you, haven't you? Because he used to be on the staff at Lansdowne. Yeah, um, Michael Lodz used to be on the staff, and actually then he was an evangelist, and I worked with him um, as his sort of the admin person. Mm. So I yeah, know him quite well. Michael's a, it's a fantastic speaker. Um, he mainly and generally speaks to a lot of students mm -hmm. um, and outreach. He's, he is talking in the morning. He's speaking in the morning. Um, but um, that's probably Sunday? more of... Yeah, that's on the Sunday, on yeah. the 24th. More of a traditional service in the morning. And then he's got a guest, um, a friend of his, and we've entitled it Stories of Hope. 
because um, we all need a story of hope, don't we? Oh, we all amen, need hope in our lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a guy for, for called Warren Furman, and you're going to think, who on earth is Warren Furman? Yeah, but if we said gladiators you might that might ring a few bells it might do and those of us who were of my age or maybe slightly younger will remember the glad the original gladiators series um and i'm no good i haven't got a scottish accent and i can't <laughs> do what they used to say but i'm sure somebody else can um he's he was ace um he hmm. i won't put too much on the story but i mean he was engaged at some point to katie price oh um, and he had a life of fame and fortune. He was, we would all look at him and think, wow, um, those who remember, he was the really, really muscular one. Um, and he's going to just tell his story to Michael about how, I mean, he went from fame and fortune, series ended, and it was completely empty. Hmm. And But now he's a gladiator for God. Absolutely. I mean, he's completely, his life has really completely turned around. I think it's about six, seven years ago, he became a, a, a born-again Christian. And he that's why he calls himself. He's now a gladiator for God. And he actually goes out and into schools, evangelises, puts on events, gladiator-type events, but actually speaks of Jesus to those who want to listen. So something completely different. Completely different, but is actually... The same message. <laughs> the same message. Um, Michael will do... It'll be more of a... Uh, it won't be congregational singing. It will be a cafe-style church layout. Hot dogs? No hot dogs. We probably will have tea and cake that, that, that night, on the Sunday yes. evening. It'll be refreshments. Um, so we'll have refreshments at six thirty, um, and then we'll it will kick off with seven. We'll have some uh, music to listen to, and then they will do uh, just a, a gentle, just interview together. And then Michael will sum it up in about 15 minutes at the end and doing a talk. But, I mean, for those of us who really want to find out, actually, whose lives may seem empty, because some of us, we often think we don't need Jesus because there's nothing wrong with us. We don't need Jesus. Everything is going fine. But actually, that was happened to Asa Warren. He didn't think he needed Jesus. Everything was fine. And then the carpet went and from underneath him. And often... It's those people who've actually feel their lives are completely empty. Um, and actually, Jesus can fill that chasm. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a weekend full of encouragement, full yeah. of hope. Uh, I mean, I love it. We call it your Hope FM, you know. But actually, there's there's nothing like the hope that comes from faith in Christ. And no. about, I mean, we, you and I, all three of us here in the studio, we can all say amen to that, can't we? Absolutely. And I know, I know, we haven't talked about it. I'm, I'm not going mm. into detail, but you've had a lot of pain. You lost your daughter, didn't you? Yes, that's three years ago. We lost Kerry. And here you are talking positively. Yeah. About a God who loves. Absolutely. God, I mean, if you go through anything or if you haven't been through anything, I think you. Well, when you go through things, you realise how much God does love you and how much he can hold you in his arms and lead you on the way. What I said before about um, God will keep grasp of you and will never, ever let you go. Whatever you go through, however deep the valley is, he will always be that hope for you. And I just am amazed that actually... You can see light in the tunnel. That's always my mantra. I mean, if you're going through dark times at the moment, and if you are, um, I can empathise, we went through a really difficult time with Kerry. Um, and people. Did, did you think that she would be healed? Do you know what? I never... I think in, in my heart, 
I hoped, but I just trusted God. And I just trusted God, whatever the outcome would be, would be. Of course, she is healed, isn't she? Completely healed. I mean, she's not dead at all. No. I, I think she, she was listening to us now. She'd be saying, I'm not dead. <laughs> She'd be having a party at the moment. She, uh, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, no, I mean, and I think what we have in Jesus, he can, her mantra was choose joy, and we can have that joy in the tunnel. Um, it's not joy of laughter. It's not joy where we're sort of dancing around sometimes. But we have that inner joy and that inner peace. And I always say there's light in the tunnel, not just at the end. I mean, there's great light at the end, but actually we can enjoy Jesus now. Well, in Jesus and said, eternity come now. you might have life and Absolutely. have it abundant and the very best of it as well. Absolutely. And we all have those glimpses of heaven. Mm. Um, in our lives, you I mean I just there's certain areas I also the 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 thin place where we can be and feel close and really close to God. We've all got our own, probably own different thin places, yeah. um, but we can experience that light and we can experience that sense of eternity. And that, but they're really glimpses. I mean, heaven is just well. I've just I can't wait to go. No, I can't wait to go. That sounds a bit. I have actually interviewed a few people who've been there and back. Yes. It's interesting, really, because, in fact, I've interviewed quite a few people. Uh, Roy Castle, do you know Roy Castle? Yes, I remember Roy well, Castle. Well, his yes. wife, Fiona, yes. she told me about the final moments of, of mm. Roy's life. And she they, were, they are both uh, very enthusiastic gardeners. Mm. Anyway, uh, as Roy was just about to pass over, you know, uh, he, she, Fiona felt a, a presence in the in the room mm. with both of them, you know. And Roy turned to her and she said, wow, he said, you should see this garden. I wouldn't hang about, love, if I was you. <laughs> uh, it was just a wonderful. And actually, other people that I've talked to have talked about the, the vivid colours mm. that communicate, all sorts of things. And there has been a similarity. But of course... We have it in the Bible, don't we? We do. Uh, I go to prepare a place for you. Mm. Well, listen, if you want a bit of hope, if you want a shot in the arm, if not for yourself, I'm sure all of us mm. can think of people who have a certain real pain, maybe just need a bit of a helping hand. Well, why don't you buy them a ticket, bring them along, and not only will you be blessed at those two events, but they will be absolutely as well. So that the dates of the 23rd. 23rd, S- Steve um, Legg. Steve Legg, um, 7 till 9, um, doors open at 6.30. I mean, if possible, buy a ticket in advance just for catering purposes, yeah. but if you yeah. haven't and you all of a sudden feel you're free, come along. And um, then on the 24th, um, come and listen to Michael Odds and how he interviews Ace from Gladiators um, and just hear his story, which is fascinating. And that really is a story of hope.